Kia ora, I'm Bernard Hickey and welcome to my daily podcast that goes out with my email newsletter via Substack. It's called The Kaka. Today I wanted to have a look at the RMA reforms. The whole idea of the RMA reforms was to make it easier, cheaper, less complicated to get things done, particularly in cities and particularly around housing and infrastructure, to improve housing affordability and to start reducing our climate emissions dramatically. So big projects, but also the ability to build houses and get things done. The RMA gets a big amount of blame for things not being done over the last 30 years, but I actually think there are other problems that are worsened by the RMA, and the RMA gets the blame unfairly for a lot of the problems getting things done. In particular, uh, there were three major pieces of legislation. It came through in 1989, uh, or at least started in 1989. I call it year zero for our political economy. And they included the Resource Management Act, uh, which was being put together in 1989 and eventually passed in 1991. The uh, Public Finance Act, which again is a, a 1989 affair, and the Reserve Bank Act. All of those three acts cemented in place our fiscal settings in which we have a low tax, low investment, low public debt economy. So 30-30 is the current uh, set of rules, the, the uh, essentially the guardrails for our political economy. So you can't increase tax as much and because of that, you can't increase debt much uh, without having to um, cut spending elsewhere, given that you essentially are limited to 30% of GDP. So what happens is that politicians who don't want to say no to people when they say we, we need the infrastructure, they also don't want to say no to people when they say they would like a few more people to come to the country, And they also don't want to break the guardrails, i.e. put up taxes or put up debt. So what do you do when you can't say yes and you want to say no, but you know that saying no makes you unpopular? Well, you delay. You essentially say, well, I do want to do that, but I can't because of the RMA. And what you end up with is 30 years of people saying, yeah, we'll do that, Um, we're going to do it, we're going to do it. And it's relatively easy for people to stop things and for those who are trying to get things done but don't really want to pay for it, it's, it's the RMA is a fantastic tool for stopping all of that. So the RMA reforms, which have been worked on for several years now, are at the pointy end of the process, starting to go through Parliament, and we're getting submissions from all sorts of people, including the likes of the Infrastructure Commission, and this is right in their um, wheelhouse, as they say. Uh, They've made a submission, they've included a report that's come from Sapiri. Sapiri is an independent a group of consultants, economists who do these sorts of reports for government departments and others. And they've done a, a big study of the new RMA reforms and what it might do to consenting delays 
and in particular our ability to achieve our climate emissions targets, i.e. net zero by 2050, and also our other commitments, including under the Paris Accord. And Sapiri has found that the delays would actually be as bad, if not worse, than before under the new RMA, and that the potential losses, if you like, in terms of projects not done, projects delayed in reducing emissions, could actually see the emissions that we need reduced themselves reduced by up to 34% because of these delays. And that because we're going to fall so far short of our targets for reducing emissions, that the government will face a carbon liability, climate liability. We have to buy credits on international markets to the tune of up to $16 billion. So finally, we have a price on the cost of these delays, which is amongst the first time we've seen a long-term costs of delays because it's relatively easy for a politician to say, well, I'm not going to increase your taxes, I'm not going to increase your debt, and I'm still going to do this big project uh, and then not have the cost of that uh, uh, put in front of them. And uh, the $16 billion number, albeit at the upper end of forecasts, it's the first time we've seen that happen, and it's large enough to get people's attention. Turned out the government wasn't keen on having this report out there, and it took a while to be pried out of the Infrastructure Commission. And Chris Bishop, the National Party's infrastructure spokesman, has uh, uh, said that this is a wake-up call for the government's RMA proposals, which are increasingly looking like uh, uh, a problem for the entire government's uh, emissions and other targets, because unless we can re-engineer our cities, build lots of houses, reduce our emissions, then we're not going to get anywhere near achieving the things that we want. So uh, up until now, pretty much, the opposition, national and active, also agreed that the RMA needed to be repealed. And they've sort of worked with the government a bit um, through the last few years in getting some ideas for repeal up and running but it's getting to the point now where these reforms repeals look like they're going to be uh, made into a partisan political issue which is the last thing we need for long-term reforms to how we make decisions about what to invest in how we manage our environment how we build infrastructure those sorts of things it's a real concern and I think it's worth pointing out there, all the details and the links are in the email newsletter today. I'm Bernard Hickey. That was a daily podcast that goes out with the email newsletter I produce daily called The Kaka. Kaki te anō.